All right, on the podcast this week, we're going to continue our famous, well, our not-so-famous author series. Not-so-famous? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Well, it's, uh, you know, we had uh, Nancy's friend, the, the the local author, on last time, but uh, this time we've got a brand new, lesser-known author <laughs> on our podcast, uh, as John and Nancy are still talking. Actually, our uh, our not so famous author uh, today is getting more and more famous. It's our own traffic guru, Ken Zersky. Yeah, everybody knows Ken. And Good morning, right? guys. Ken is now on book number four that he's uh, Isn't written. that crazy? You're currently writing your fourth book right now. No, he's no, finished no, his fourth book. Oh, this is the yeah, fourth it's release. It's going to be released okay. on Monday. The Columbia book, uh, which a lot of people know just uh, from the WTVP mm-hmm. and the, the 100th year anniversary of the wreck was 2018. I wrote that in 2012, so that's 10 years. I know, right? Doesn't it <laughs> wow. go quick? It's only been 10 years. We were talking about that on the on the air this morning. Uh, this, today is the marks the 25th anniversary of Google. Wow. 25 years. So, Time flies when you're yeah. having fun. Yeah, it, it was first put up in 1997. And that's just weird to think about. The 90s. Well, but what? 1990s. <laughs> so do you think, and this was kind of the general question, do you think Google has made us smarter or dumber? Oh boy, boy, that's I. It makes us feel smarter. I think it's made us uh, made life a little bit easier. I'll, I'll, I'll put this in the perspective of a writer. <laughs> it's much easier to find something that you're looking for through Google, and and since I became a writer after '97, <laughs> writing yeah. a book, uh, I don't know what that would be like. I go back to some of these. You know, uh, we we lost David McCullough recently. Uh, who was uh, you know was writing back in the in the forties and fifties and and uh, and well fifties at least and uh, I can't imagine how not only did he not have the resource that we have yeah. on computer but also he had to write on a typewriter <laughs> a regular <laughs> typewriter I guess when I you know when I say are we smarter dumber with the Google thing it's kind of um, I read a book one time by a guy he's a PhD author out of New York, and his name is actually escaping me right now, but the book's on my shelf. It was called The Shallows, and the idea of The Shallows is we just, we digest information so much differently. We we tend to digest more information on a shallow level and less information at a deep dive. Because we don't have to well, memorize Because things. we don't have to anymore, yeah, right. because yeah. you used to have to go really deep and maintain all this information, mm-hmm. everything from phone numbers of your friends, yeah, which right. we all used to know, and now we know, what, two phone numbers? Yeah, yeah. ask me what the phone number is for my children, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my phones either. either. I know a button to push yeah, to get, yeah, get right. hold of right. them, that's for sure. But, right. but, but for some reason, I still remember my childhood number from Chicago. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Right. I, I know that one. It's not connected anymore, but... Someone asked a question. Did you do you remember your locker number and combination from high school? Wow! Uh, and it's been thirty years for me, and I don't. But there were some people yeah. who did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, where does that recall come from? We All moved. Right. We moved a lot. We were Navy, and my sister remembers every phone number we ever oh, had my. <laughs> because that's just the way her brain works. But that's weird. So back to Ken Zersky, the author. This always just amazes me because, as we kind of joke, John and I, that I've always wanted to write a book. People like, oh, you know, people. Oh, it'd be easy to write a book. I don't actually believe that. But it's always something I've wanted to do. I don't actually have experience writing a book. But here's Ken Zersky working in radio for his <laughs> life. You know, he's he, he worked in Chicago. You've worked in Peoria. And then all of a sudden you say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a book. <laughs> so how did you actually learn to write a book? Oh, well, you know, it was more about reading, that I loved reading. 
And I love reading the nonfiction stories, history stories. And uh, I had read a book about the uh, Eastland disaster in Chicago, which happened a few years before the Columbia. And it was such a good book. And there's so many levels to a, a tragedy. Uh, you know, not only the, the tragedy itself, but then the heroism and then the rescue. And then it gets into the law and order, who's mm-hmm. responsible and stuff. And I just thought it was a great book. And um, I was told about the Columbia wreck, you know, just asking someone about the Eastland uh, book. And, and, and so I started doing research about that. And I thought, you know what, maybe I could tell this story like the person told the Eastland yeah. story. And it's all about the story, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. But, For right. the uninitiated, Ken's first book was called The Wreck of the Columbia, which was the uh, uh, riverboat that sank just south of Peoria along the Illinois River. Uh, how many folks were killed on that wreck? Eighty-seven Oof, were a bad killed. day. Yeah, but did you did you actually ever think that you would be an author? No, it was never on my bucket list because I knew how hard it would be. Yeah. Plus, back in 2010 when I started work on it, uh, I was working a split shift. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was doing morning and after. My wife, a nurse, was working a full time shift. We had two young children. Uh, yeah. When are you writing? Right. So when did I find time to write before I came to work? Interesting. I would get up about an hour earlier than I normally would. To, and that's early enough, right? Wow. <laughs> and then I would write for about an hour. And then I, in the afternoon, before I'd come into work for my afternoon shift, I would go to the Peoria Public Library. And you talk about even then, you know, doing doing research, they had the microfilm machines, mm-hmm. which they still do. Wow. Uh, you know, it's better. A lot of things are more digitized now, 10 years later, but back then. And they were the most frustrating things in the world, oh. those yeah, microfilm but, machines. But, but We're, we're but, talking with the, our, our, our traffic man, Ken Zersky of uh, tra- Traffic One, uh, who's also an author and whose next book apparently will be I'm Way More Disciplined Than You Are by Ken Zersky. That's a <laughs> schedule that you yeah. laid out. Yeah, right. But people <laughs> who write books, their first book is not usually published, but yours was. Yeah, I kind of got lucky, and uh, I I was almost done with it, and I was thinking, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like 400 pages long. Wow. And, a lot of time invested. Yeah, and I, I, I had read about a group in Chicago, an uh, independent publishing group, um, that was giving you an imprint, a publishing imprint, but they were also offering all their services, editing and designing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I contacted them, and their first question to me was, are you finished they weren't looking for ideas and a lot of these these independent publishers aren't looking for you know yeah i want to write about my mom who was this oh that's great finish it come back to us okay. interesting and, and so i was able to go yeah i'm done 90 percent done and so uh i sent it to them and they liked it they liked and they, the idea yeah, and they cool. just kind of put it all together it's a great book and it ended up being like a they, they have a, a display of, at the museum about the columbia yeah, as a result yeah, of right, that and right. all of that which is really cool and i and i know you've lectured on that particular incident, yeah, many absolutely. Times? And then the documentary came yeah. out. TVP put out the sinking of the Columbia, and at least the book gave it more awareness. You sure. know, the the last survivor uh, passed away in two thousand and six, and before that, they were having almost yearly um, memorials down at the riverfront on July sixth, the mm. date of the almost every year. Because they had somebody there who could talk about it, right? Right. right. She was 106, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know she passed away in 2006, and then it just kind of it kind of fell off, you know. Mm-hmm. It, and so that the book kind of revived it, but it's such a great story. Yeah, it is. It is. And, yeah. and now I want to talk about your latest book here in just a second, but but uh, uh, the um, the the conversation here of you being an expert leads me to something else. That, so from writing the book became 
a lecturer on that subject, you became an authority on that subject, and then this coming weekend you're going to New York to do a piece for the History Channel. So that's your authorship has kind of led you into now. Now you're an expert on stuff. What? Well, how before, does that happen? Before my first Unremember book came out in 2018, I'd started a blog website type thing, uh, which was unremembered, and it was based on really this tagline of famously interesting, mostly forgotten about right. people who are for their time, very, very famous. Not, not Abraham Lincoln famous. No, but, but very influential. Yeah. Right? They were on, made headline news. They were talked about. And now we don't really know mm-hmm. who they are. And so that's kind of what my first book was about. It's like and, MC Hammer. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's an interesting thing to bring up. Uh, don't touch this. Yeah. Um, so... Um, my blog site was, and there's about a hundred stories on there about this kind of like people who were famous and now they're not, but it's stretched out even to just like stories you've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always thought that it was very user unfriendly, right? Because the, the, I don't have an index on it. I mean, it's just something I'll, I'll, I'll write a story and I'll put sure. it on there. But now you talk about Google. History Channel is doing a new show, and I can't really talk too much about what they're it. doing. But it's 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 about sporting goods manufacturers, and it's going to be kind of the history of that. Right. But, uh, it, it, that's broad, but uh, they were looking for a certain a story or something about a certain manufacturer, and they found my story just doing a Google search. They, wow. they found my story. Here I am on a Tuesday. This is a couple of weeks ago on a Tuesday <laughs> evening, usual Tuesday evening at home. Nora, my daughter's got to go to band practice. Who's going to drive her to band practice? What are we having for dinner? And I look at my phone, it goes bleep, and I get a message, a Facebook message from my Ken Zersky author page. And I told my wife, I go, the author, a History Channel just contacted me. They want me to come to New York. It's Isn't like, that great? <laughs> and aren't you going, so like, exciting. this week? Yeah, I'll go Monday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they're flying me out on Monday, and uh, the taping is going to be Tuesday afternoon. And I'm coming back either Tuesday night or, or Wednesday. I've never been to New York, but this isn't a sightseeing trip. Right? Oh, you'll yeah. love it. It's uh, fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, so we're talking with Ken Zersky, who's got a new book out. It's Unremembered 2. So your original Unremembered book, I really liked it. Mm. By the way, my son, my middle boy, he loved Peoria stories. Yeah. That was the one he really liked, that book. I don't know that he read Unremembered. I think I told him to. I gave it to him. I said, yeah. you need to read this. It's good. So the original Unremembered book is it's just like Ken said, like it's tell stories of like the one that stuck with me was the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel, yeah, right. which is what people do, yeah. was a woman. You know, it's it, it's a story like that where you go, what? Now, in her day, she was famous for doing that. Oh, she went absolutely. around the country with her barrel and her name painted <laughs> on it and all this stuff. So, And each story was kind of like that, where these people who did something significant and... You know, the new book is a little bit different in mm. that you've matured, I think, in the, as a storyteller because you start telling a story, and yeah. it's very interesting, and then a character from that story piques your interest, and right. you go find out what, they're, what they did. And then you start reading another story, and this character kind of comes weaves back, in back somehow. into that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a spinoff. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, there's a, there's a, a kind of a, a, a anatomy of how this book came to be back to being an unremembered book it originally was not supposed to be around the covid time when we were all shut in now we were coming to work and my wife was she was an essential worker so she was going to work my kids were home from school yeah i think we were all just kind of like we couldn't go to restaurants you know we were calling or you know getting online to get our groceries and things like that and we were all just kind of feeling a bit isolated and that's when i started writing this book and i really wrote a story about friendships 
and connections. Mm-hmm. And it was based really on two characters, Isadora Duncan, who mm-hmm. was a dancer, famous dancer for a day, and Kathleen Bruce, who was a sculptor who ended up, you know, becoming more historical by the person she married. Uh, and it was their friendship together oh. and how that connected. And I thought, oh, this is my little COVID. Book. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I sent that, uh, and now it's been almost a year and a half since I sent the first manuscript to Amica Press, who was going to do another of my, uh, uh, my books. And uh, they told me, and you know, sometimes you get honesty <laughs> and criticism. And uh, they said, we see what you're doing here, but we want a Zersky book. You know, we want, we want what you had before. This is not what all three so of your books So you're not allowed to about. change your path, Mr. <laughs> Zersky. You <laughs> yeah. have to stay well, on the path. Well, marketing. Yeah, yeah, And the right. best thing to do, and a lot of authors don't do this, listen to people who are professionals and know what they're doing and i trusted them and they finally convinced me uh and the light went off that you know what unremembered is your thing it's your concept it's your brand it's really an interesting way to tell history and it's like all you gotta do is broaden things out and add things and you still have that story. Okay. There's still the story of Isidore and Kathleen as friends. And that kind of connects the whole book together. But it also goes into different characters and different mm-hmm. times. Neat. And, uh, you know, the time and place is a big thing, too. And in this, it's right around the time of First World War, from about the turn of the mm-hmm. century to the First World War. So, so with every generation, there are thou- hundreds, if not thousands, of unremembered stories mm. Uh, as we move forward, I mean, we're, we're in a more immediate society now. I mean, yesterday's news is gone, right? Yeah, we, right. We need, it's all about the next thing all the time now. So you got thousands of these unremembered stories of people who had great impact. What draws you specifically to a story? What makes you go, oh, that, that would make a great unremembered story? If I had not heard about either the person or, or what that, or, or something that would have been happened that was, interesting and famous or made the headlines or made the newspapers the first unremember book really started with me reading about a woman named ruth elder and it was around the time that Lindbergh made his famous flight and she was just a little dental assistant in florida you know working and 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 yet Lindbergh was her hero and so she decided well i'll be the first woman to fly across she never even oh. stepped into a plane <laughs> but she thought that would be a good idea but the thing is she was you know uh, really charming and beautiful and in Lindbergh, you know certainly was not very uh media savvy you know he didn't even want any of that so mm-hmm. the media caught on to her and 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 started telling her story she got a pilot license and ended up you know she didn't make it but i mean she got you know, uh, through her story, she got almost. You know, uh, you know, she went on her on the, on the flight and and was was almost made Lindbergh's <laughs> flight. But they had to, they, I'm trying to remember. They had a fuel leak and they had to, to ditch it into the water. And for almost 24 hours, everyone was wondering, and no one knew where she was. They were expecting her, you know, on the coastline and. She never showed up, and there was no communication. So back in the States, it was like Ruth Elder is missing. The American girl, they call her, is missing. And so there was just, everyone was just kind of holding their breath. But it's that association with Charles Lindbergh that gets you onto the case in the first place, right? Right, right. And also, you know, what if she'd made it? 
Would, <laughs> would we be talking about Amelia Earhart as right. the first woman, or would yeah. we know Ruth Elder more than it? So it's a, it's an interesting story. So now that you've got your brand and you've listened to the experts, so where do you go from here? Because I'm, I'm sure with your new book coming out, you'll be obviously doing a lot of promotions and public, trying to get out and lecture and talk about it. But do you have an idea then for your next book about where you want to go? Uh, not really. I mean, there are always ideas, <laughs> sure. you know, and look what happened to this one. You know, yeah. it started out as this little mm-hmm. book. I was going to, it's going to be a little 200 page book, you know, maybe it'll be a smaller size. And then it ended up being, you know, another unremembered book, which is wonderful. I mean, I, it, it came out, you know, better than I thought yeah. it would. Here's a, and this is a great, uh, uh, you know, when you say that they come out better than you thought it would. Right. So, when I first started reading a book, you've got a lot of photographs throughout these books, yeah. by the way, so that you you get a point of reference of the time period and the, the, the dress of these people, so you kind of get to know the characters. I don't know if anybody's, a lot of people have seen this, if you study any history at all or even pop culture, there's an iconic photograph of a train locomotive, mm-hmm. okay, that has taken a header of, out of a building, right? And it's, and it's upside, it's nose first into the ground and it's just all this chaos around. It's a very iconic historic photo. You've seen it in books. Ken tells that story of how that happened, <laughs> right? And that's what I mean. That you find these stories and that image is must have drawn you to that story. I've seen well, that train before. What yeah, happened? Uh, it's on, it's on the cover of the Mr. Big album. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and also, Martin, Martin Scorsese in his uh, movie, uh, oh, I can't come up with a title, but it was kind of a fantasy movie with the little boy, and they, they recreated that scene. That's right. Uh, and it was just outside of Paris, Mount, Mount Parsney. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I can't speak French very well, but um and yeah so i you know that the story of the there is a story behind the photograph that kind of ties into what what i was was trying to say but immediately you see that photograph and you're like i've seen that before yeah and then now i know how it happened which is a fascinating story so we're talking with ken zersky he works with traffic one with us in the morning and and has also written four books of the wreck of the columbia peoria stories and then unremembered one and two uh would you in big picture rather be remembered or unremembered oh that's interesting um i think i'd rather be unremembered you know i mean i like to make an impact but then years down the road is that what you're trying yeah. to do? yeah the years down the road somebody yeah. was have to it would have to look it up <laughs> you could google it <laughs> but there you are yeah uh i mean you know you say it'd be like it's like if people down the road, if the Unremembered series is a big thing and people read it all over the world, right. and kids in school going, well, how the heck did this come about? Well, here's how it happened. Yeah. Then, then now you're an Unremembered guy. How do I get the book? Uh, it comes out on Monday, and it'll be on all the uh, internet platforms, Amazon, and I believe barnesandnoble.com will have that. Um, try to get it into some of the local bookstores here. I know the Peoria Riverfront Museum stocks some of my books. Um Barnes and Noble uh, took a chance with my Wreck of the Columbia book, and it became one of their best in-store sellers. Love cool. it. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had Br- Brenda Rothard on, who's a local author, and she writes uh, romance novels. 
And uh, she sold about a million books, she thinks, but mm-hmm. over the years, you know, yeah. she's, she's got, writing her 47th book. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and she writes right here in the Peoria area, so you can do it from anywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You might want to talk about unremembered mom porn next time yeah. instead, yeah. because I'm just telling you. <laughs> that doesn't sound like his brain. It sells a lot of <laughs> yeah. It would be if like you saw her brand. sales. No. Uh, what a pleasure. What, what a great thing. I always love getting the books. I love reading them. Uh, we, we're privileged because we get them ahead of everybody else. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> cool, because we know Ken. And uh, continued success to you. I, I, I know you're kind of in the process of just getting this one promoted yeah. and getting it out there, but it'll be fun when the muse strikes again and you bring us something else. For sure. Yeah, when I get back from the History Channel, I'll have another story to yeah, tell about right? how yes. all that went down. Can't and obviously, wait. when that, uh, the, the show airs, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and, cool. uh, yeah, we'll have you back on and talk about that experience because yeah. seeing those shows from behind the scenes must be a hoot, right? Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're giving the you're getting the first class. They're, they're flying you they're out flying there. They're giving there. you car service. Yeah, the nice. car service thing. I'm like, hey, what exactly is the car service? Somebody says that's when someone waits for you at the airport and has your name. I go, what if there's another Zersky on the plane? <laughs> yeah, you are important, Mister Zersky. I'm guessing you're probably safe there, but <laughs> yeah. you never know. in Chicago, maybe not so much in New York. Uh, thank you again for being on. We really yeah. appreciate Absolutely. you spending some couple a uh, couple of minutes with us, and uh, we'll just try to keep searching for authors. Now we're just turning this podcast into an yeah. author series. I'll have apparently. to write my book now, okay. and then you can talk to me. We'll have the next <laughs> podcast in about ten years. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. See you next time.